I'm Governor Larry Hogan. Our state is taking unprecedented and aggressive actions in the fight to stop the spread of the COVID-19 pandemic here in Maryland. As you know, I recently issued a stay-at-home directive to ensure that no Marylander leaves his or her home unless it is for an essential job or for an essential purpose. I know how difficult this is on each and every one of you. There's a great deal of fear and anxiety. And the truth is that none of us really know how bad this is going to get or how long it's going to last. But I can promise you that there are a great many dedicated people doing tremendous things, working around the clock, and doing their very best to help keep Marylanders safe. In the days to come, we're going to need to depend on each other, to look out for one another, and to take care of each other, because we are all in this together, and we will get through this together. This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, keeping you informed about the happenings in Annapolis and the area. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and of course, local weather. The Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now. Good morning. It's Monday, April 20th, 2020. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Back on April 9th, the Anne Arundel County police were called to an address in South County in reference to a juvenile who had been sexually abused. The parents became aware that the child was texting an adult male, and he was positively identified as a 39-year-old male from the 500 block of Ritchie Highway in Severna Park. Now, on April 15th, the victim was transported to the victim's child advocacy center, interviewed, and during that interview, the victim disclosed that there were numerous incidents where the victim was sexually abused by the suspect over the course of several months. That very same day, police obtained an arrest warrant for the suspect. He was arrested without incident and charged with 12 crimes to include third-degree sex offenses, fourth-degree sex offenses, sex abuse of a minor, sexual solicitation of a minor, and second-degree assault. Police do believe that there may be other victims, and they're asking people to call 410-222-4733 if you have any information. And we are going to deviate a little bit from our policy about naming suspects, as this suspect was arrested less than two years ago for very similar charges. His name is Mark Toms. He was a swimming instructor and also was a former employee of the the Mary Moss at the J. Albert Adams Academy in Annapolis. He has not worked for the school district since June of 2019, but back in October of 2018, He was hit with similar charges with a young male. The eight sexual abuse charges were dropped by prosecutors because the information submitted by the Annapolis Police Department was insufficient to prosecute the suspect. However, the remaining assault charges were ultimately placed on the STET, which is inactive, docket. He is being held at Jennifer Road on a $100,000 bail, and the judge did say that they needed all of that money for him to make bail. The Annapolis Fire Department's investigating a garage fire that broke out early yesterday afternoon in the 500 block of State Street in Eastport. At about 1.30, fire crews were dispatched to 502 State Street for a reported structure fire. They found a detached garage that was fully engulfed in flames when they got there. It took them about 35 minutes to put it under control, but it did cause an awful lot of smoke and it brought firefighters from Anne Arundel County as well as the Naval Academy to help put it out. There were no injuries. The fire is under investigation, and all told, there were 36 firefighters that did respond to the scene. All right, let's get into a little bit of a COVID update. On Friday afternoon, Governor Hogan held a news conference outside of the State House, and a little bit later on this week, he is going to be releasing his Maryland Strong Roadmap to Recovery, which is going to be finding how we get out of where we are right now. 
He has said in the past that it's going to include expanding testing capacity, increasing hospital surge capacity, ramping up the supply of personal protective equipment, and building a robust contact tracing operation. So we're looking forward to that a little bit later on this week. He did also announce via Dr. Karen Salmon, the state superintendent of schools, that the school closure is now going to be extended to May 15th. Personally, I'm not sure why they just don't pull that Band-Aid right off and close schools for the rest of the year. On the unemployment situation, he said that on April 24th, which will be a little bit later on this week, the Department of Labor will launch a one-stop comprehensive online application for independent contractors, self-employed Marylanders, and other types of claims. That's been something that people have been screaming about for about a month now. As it relates to small business assistance, he did say that $8 million of Maryland's COVID-19 layoff aversion fund, which is a critical pillar of the $175 million whole package they've got, has already been provided to 410 small businesses, keeping more than 9,000 Marylanders employed. The Maryland Department of Commerce has received 9,100 applications for $50 million worth of COVID-19 relief loans. If you're doing the math, that works out to about $5,400 per loan if all things are being equal. And they've also received 20,200 applications for its $75 million COVID-19 relief grant fund. And that would work out to a $3,700 grant per business if all things being equal there. While every little bit helps, I don't know that 5,400 and 3,700 really is going to make that much of a difference for some of these businesses. It is going to get really tough out there. And we are going to have to remember to support local businesses as soon as we're able to get out of the house safely. Over in Queen Anne's County, they're scratching their heads trying to figure out how the Maryland Department of Health has listed a Queen Anne's County death attributed to COVID-19 on the state's website. That appeared on Wednesday, April 15th, and local officials were in the dark. They did not have any deaths, and they tracked it down, and Health Officer Dr. Joseph Satola said that they found that the first fatality reported was actually from a patient who tested negative for COVID-19 and whose death was ruled natural causes. Somehow COVID-19 ended up on the patient's death certificate and was counted by the state. That might be easy to explain a one-off, but on Saturday, a second death attributed COVID-19 appeared on the state site. And again, Queen Anne's County does not have any record of a second death on that. So they're trying to figure out where the confusion is between the numbers. Speaking of numbers here in Maryland, according to the state health department, we have 12,830 cases of COVID-19 with 486 deaths. And that 12,830 Actually, that latest number represents the lowest number of new cases since April 7th. So that's kind of a good sign, as Governor Hogan had mentioned as he was talking about his roadmap to recovery. Here in Anne Arundel County, 1,047 cases with 40 deaths. The Anne Arundel County Department of Recreation and Parks is working with the Anne Arundel County Food Bank as well as right-of-way storage, and they have placed collection containers at all of the county parks. Well, not all of the county parks, but all the big ones. Quiet Waters, Kinder Farm Park, Downs Park, and Fort Smallwood Park. They're asking people to stop by and donate any non-perishable items. All of that stuff for the food bank, which is running at about 200% capacity with a 70% drain on that. So if you can get to one of the county parks and you've got some spare non perishable items to donate, please do that as well. And finally, as we wrap up, a shout out to Catsup Brothers. They are the local beer distributor for Budweiser. And man, I'll tell you, when the going gets tough, they get going. And Neil Katsup has never wanted to talk about it, but boy, he's always wanted to step to the front of the line and offer to help. As soon as we started sheltering in place, they went out and purchased electric sewing machines and enough materials to make 5,000 PPE cloth masks. All of their employees have become involved and are using time from reduced schedules to produce masks for local medical professionals, people in the community who are underserved, as well as employees 
employees of the three wholesale distributors that they own. They've made deliveries of the mask to Anne Arundel Medical Center, George Washington University Hospital in D.C., the city of Annapolis, and a nonprofit called So Others Might Eat. Additionally, they've donated 200 half-gallon containers of Red Fox hand sanitizer to the city of Annapolis. And Neil did say that we have a 90-year tradition of giving back to the communities in which we work and live. We felt a responsibility to help the people who are fighting this pandemic on the front lines every day, and we couldn't have been any prouder of their work. Kudos to Neil Katzeff and Katzeff Brothers Incorporated. When we can get out to a bar, I'm definitely going to be hoisting a Bud Light in your honor. Thank you very much. All right, that does wrap it up for today. Please make sure you're checking out ionanapolis.net for updates to these stories and more as we do update it throughout the day. Let your friends and family know where you found us and how to get us. If you're someplace you can leave a rating or a review, please do that. Other than that, you need to hang tight. We've got George Young coming up in a minute with your DMV weather forecast. And a little bit later, we've got Ann Alsina with your Money Monday report. All of that in just one minute after this brief message from Solar Energy Services. Hello, Marylanders. This is Rick Peters, president of Solar Energy Services in Millersville, Maryland. First, I'd like to recognize Governor Larry Hogan and County Executive Stuart Pittman for their leadership through this pandemic as we all continue to adjust to new norms in these challenging times. To be sure, we'll come out of this situation with some permanent changes to our way of life, including the possibility of a greater commitment to a more holistic and sustainable lifestyle. Because of that, Maybe now is a good time for you to start thinking about your energy future, including a shift to solar for your home or business. Fortunately, Solar Energy Services utilizes interactive technology tools that allow us to continue to do business safely while providing detailed, accurate presentations and proposals from a distance. So don't hesitate to schedule a free solar design with us today at 410-923-6090 or visit us at solarsaves.net. Sunshine's a wasting, but together... We'll get through this. Going out? You need the most up-to-date local weather. Here's George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis with today's forecast. Hey everyone, this is George with DMV Weather and this is your Eye on Annapolis forecast for Monday, April 20th. Yesterday was a nice day weather-wise across the Annapolis region, but we won't be so lucky today or tomorrow with plenty of clouds and a small chance of some light rain today. With highs near 60, followed by another chance of rain Tuesday with highs 65 to 70. Before skies clear for Wednesday with sunshine and 60 or so for high temps. Before the biggest rain threat of the week emerges Thursday and Friday with highs in the 60s each day. With showers and a few thunderstorms possible as well. Before a mixed weekend with nice conditions expected Saturday. Before yet another chance of springtime showers returns on Sunday. Okay, that's it for today. This is George Young of DMV Weather. Make it a great day out there. Stay healthy and be safe. And be sure to get our free app on all of your devices by searching DCMDVA Weather in the Apple or Google App Store. Also, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter and use our website at dmdweather.com so you can always stay weather-informed. Whether it's a fire, a hurricane, or a virus, Annapolis comes together. We've done it time and time again because this is a town that gets it, a town that knows how to lift each other up when the world falls down. As we face this new challenge... I encourage our community to come together as we've always done. I'm Steve Samaras from Zachary's Jewelers. I pledge to lend a hand to support my family, my team, my neighbors, and the small businesses in our town. Together, let's do what we've always done. Your money, managing and investing it can be confusing and sometimes scary. 
Here to help you put your financial picture into focus is Ann Alsina from Covington Alsina with your Monday Money Report. This is Ann Alsina of Covington Alsina with your Monday Money Report. The markets were up again last week. The S&P 500 was up approximately 3%. Given everything going on, you might wonder how this can be possible. Remember that the markets are forward-looking. Based on pushes to reopen parts of the economy, positive news from small trials of coronavirus treatments, and better-than-expected earnings reports from some companies, the markets continue to recover. Most big publicly traded companies have still been operating, and some, like Procter & Gamble, are seeing record earnings. It's the small businesses that are bearing the burden of this, and they're now unemployed workers. Assuming we can begin to reopen within the next six to eight weeks, we still expect a dramatic V-shaped recovery for the economy as a whole. Even so, many small businesses will not be coming back. On a personal level, it seems most people are either business as usual or at a full stop. For essential workers and those who have been able to shift to telework, life is much the same financially. If you're in this camp, I would encourage you to continue to build cash reserves and, as much as possible, support your community. Purchase gift cards for small businesses, donate to some of the amazing nonprofits that are feeding the hungry, or supporting local restaurants by using donations to feed healthcare workers and first responders. Arts groups and museums are also struggling. And if you're a member of a church, temple, or other religious group, remember that they still need to pay their bills. If you are still working, keep contributing to your retirement accounts. You're buying low right now which always feels like eating cold, mushy green beans. Absolutely awful, but still really good for you. If you're in the group that has been laid off, had their hours cut, or otherwise wondering how you're going to make ends meet, take advantage of all the programs that are available to you. Federal student loans are in forbearance for six months. Call your mortgage company to see about forbearance on your mortgage. Utilities in Maryland are under executive order not to cut off services, and landlords are not able to evict tenants. That doesn't mean you should not communicate. Reach out to your landlord, mortgage company, credit card company. If you are fortunate enough to have retirement funds, the CARES Act has provided you with the ability to tap into these funds and even pay back distributions that you take now. While taking money from retirement accounts should always be a last resort. In these times, you do what you need to do to survive. Please reach out to a financial professional to discuss your options and strategize about the best way to use retirement accounts. If you are receiving unemployment, Remember that unemployment payments are fully taxed. If you have the means to do so, please have them withhold taxes or put aside a part of each check to pay the taxes you will know next April. If paying those taxes now means your family isn't eating, then do what you need to do to get by and you can set up a payment plan with the IRS next year. We continue to provide new updates online. So visit us at www.covingtonalcina.com and our Facebook page, www facebook.com forward slash Covington Alcina. We're sending out emails with research and investment commentary, and you can sign up on our Facebook page for those as well. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advice offered through Great Valley Advisor Group, a registered investment advisor. Covington Alcina and Great Valley Advisor Group are separate entities from LPL Financial. All performance reference is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. And if you don't have a financial advisor or you haven't heard from yours, come talk to us. This is Ann Alcina with Covington Alcina. This is Brian Griffiths, the founder of Maryland Podcast Month. Maryland Podcast Month was founded in 2018 to draw attention to all of the great podcasts and podcasters here in Maryland. 
And during this time of social distancing, there is no better time to start learning more about locally produced podcasts. Shows like my podcast, Red Maryland Radio, Eye on Annapolis, the Conduit Street Podcast, JB's Drive-In Podcast, the Maryland Crabs, Quality Time, the Society Fringe Players, and more are still putting out fresh content. Visit MarylandPodcastMonth.com to learn more about these great Maryland podcasts. That's MarylandPodcastMonth.com. And we thank you for your support of local content. You've been listening to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis. And also tell them about our website, ionanapolis.net, where you can find even more information. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m., keeping you informed with the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. And take a moment to listen to our other podcast, The Maryland Crabs, released every Thursday at noon.